Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It podcast, where we take your mind out of reality and have a little fun with life. Here's your hosts, Steve Giroux, Scott Bailey, and John Osimo. Hello, everybody. Another installment of Never Stop Getting Podcast. It's been a while. I'm Steve Giroux. I'm flaked by my two co- two co-hosts, John and Scott. So, without further ado, let's get into this. John, how you doing? I am doing amazing, and I say that because that's one of the words that um, supposedly you're not supposed to use anymore because it was used too much last year. But I still am doing amazing. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing good. So this is our first podcast of the new year. Right, why don't you guys get it started off correctly? Well, yeah, I doing the, uh, uh, yeah, the formal shots here. The yep. what? Yep, <laughs> the, the formal shots. Formal shots. Wait, we got this guy Aldrett. No, it's a doctor though. It's pretty formal. There it is. There it formal is. Formal title. Our formal shots. That's it. We're gonna. This is gonna be a good year. We got some things lined up. And first one of the year. Shot. Let's do it to it. All right. Down Never stop getting it. Ah. Oh, oh, that was God. smooth. Scott didn't join us. I was noticed. How come? Absent. Nice, nice and cold right there, Scott. Thanks for that. Yes, of course. I was. I'm doing the um, uh, the the traditional jan- dry January. I don't dry know about January. traditional because I've never no, done it. No, no, no. It's a big thing. It's a it's a huge fad out there. Something that I'm sure we'll talk about uh, on a on another podcast at some time. But the um, you know the the dry January and the sober October have become. Very much popular here in the United States. In fact, you know, a lot of less drinking is is sort of out there. And so um, you are part of the big fad out there, Scott. But good luck to you for the rest of January. I hope everything goes well with it. Yes, it's a different... I should have... Honestly, I should have uh, picked January. I mean, uh, February. It is a shorter month. Ah. But I screwed myself. But we'll keep going. I can't do it. I like my Mai Tais too much. Yes, yes. You know, so those sound good. No, nah, they're gonna have not them. right now, but they sound good. No, they sound good no matter what. <laughs> you don't have to have one. They just sound good. Speaking of Mai Tais, you gave me a Mai Tai a lead, an, was it a leader? Yeah, it's a handle. A handle of, of the Captain Morgan Mai Tai. Yeah, we're gonna try that out. Soon. We'll it's, let you we'll let you know what it tastes <laughs> yeah. like, Scott. It says just pour over cold ice, so you I'm know, excited yeah. to get to it, but it's isn't all be... ice cold? What do you mean? Well, you said pour it over oh, cold, cold ice. ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, to make it cold. I just wanted to make sure. Hot ice, yes. <laughs> so we'll get to that at some point, if it's still here. I don't think it will be. Okay. You know, we're we're probably going to drink it at some point because you know us. Probably tonight. Steve and I are going to be going after that. You know, we'll replace it. I mean, not, we never had it, so you got to give it a shot. Not with water like we used to do when we used to replace some booze we would take from our but. parents. <laughs> no, no, we should. You only do it. Yeah, you do it with every everything. Yeah. We should save it and do another um, mai tai roundout roundabout. Oh, taste test? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, 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 well, we got to do a we lot of We could buy another one. We could buy another one. Oh, I'm oh, 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 just trying to save mine. <laughs> yeah, we could. We could go right back and do some more uh, taste testing, especially Mai Tai. Oh, we could do something else as far as food goes. We're supposed to go up to Maine at some point and do the taste testing when it comes to the, the lobster rolls, the clam chowder, et cetera. We're, you know, we got to plan that. Don't too. forget the pizzas. Pizza hoedown. We got to get that done. But speaking of Christmas gifts, yes. I got you the Mai Tai. I got John the monkey head, and John brought that with him today. Oh, yeah. Did. And it's, it's good stuff. I'll tell you, the monkey head vodka is very smooth. 
And even when we were on vacation. I was just going to say, remember oh we compared yeah. uh, Broken Shed Vodka with Grey Goose? And we found out that Broken Head shed, tasted shed. better. But She Shed. Well, yeah, you and the girls call it that. But <laughs> broken Shed? The yeah, she Broken Shed, shed Vodka. Broken. I don't know. Yeah. She Shed just oh. pours off the tongue. Yeah, I don't know why. If you're, if you're a girl. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, John and I tried to tell the difference, and both of us picked Broken Shed yeah. Vodka. Now, the funny thing is with that, we were probably in no condition to taste that still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could have given us dishwater and we would have just been like, the dirty, this one. Yeah, dirty bar that rag. Yeah, that's what's good. <laughs> yeah, no. Bring that, out a bar point. rag in the glass. We'll drink it. Although that was fun to go out and uh, and celebrate some birthdays and it's sort of on the on the cusp of the, of the holidays. And basically, that's what we want to say to everyone. We hope you all had... Uh, wonderful holidays, and you were able to enjoy some time with your uh, family and friends. Uh, start of the new year here, but uh, how did you guys uh, enjoy your holidays? Well, we all spent them with each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I had a good time. You know, uh, of course, Thanksgiving's great. Uh, Christmas Eve, I spent it with my dad, which was good. All the boys, all the boys were together. Went to my dad's house, had a good time there, and then we had Christmas Day. Obviously, we hung out, had dinner. Oh, it's good. And of course, New Year's. I mean, New Year's Eve is quite quiet, you know, but New Year's Day was fun. Yeah, when you're- Especially kid, with football. Everything was on a Sunday, so it was great. Both Christmas and New Year's, you get to watch football. Yeah, when you're a little older like we are, yeah, New Year's Eve doesn't doesn't become so, uh, you know, so yeah, I didn't exciting. Really do anything either. But anyway, speaking of football, yes, a lot's been happening in football. Oh, God. this We normally do a sports minute when it comes to the podcast, but we have to do a, a sports many minute. I, I don't know how many, 10, et cetera, maybe longer, because so there's just been so much going on. So that's par for world. the course. Yeah. Pretty much. Know. It's never a sports minute. No. Well, it's it's always it, sports it many come, minutes. It comes with a warning this time. Yeah, because, I mean, sports minutes are usually more than, um, it, you know, more than a minute. They're five. They're, they're, it could go longer, though, when it comes to this, because we got a lot to talk about when it comes to sports around well, here. Well, let's do it. Well, I, I think the first thing we should talk about is really something that's sports-related, of course, but it is not sports itself, and, and that was a um, major story over the course of the last week because here we are in the first week of January, and uh, we had the Monday night football game this past Monday night, and it was the Cincinnati Bengals against the Buffalo Bills, and in at the end of the first quarter, you had the uh, the uh, Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin go down after a just a, a a normal hit but one that was a little odd in the way that that tackle was made and in the chest and uh, he went down and then was in cardiac arrest and then the ensuing issues and storylines that that happened we got to talk about because that was just crazy i don't know if you guys were there to see what happened there but well, we weren't I mean, there. it was i mean just watching it on tv of course john you and i were together yeah yeah well but i, I do remember him making the making the tackle a tackle and he jumped up and just fell right down crazy. backwards like a yeah. like a board i was like what the f- that was that was that was the weirdest thing I ever saw when it comes to a football game. We all know that the dangers of football are there, but to see it actually play out on national TV, the spotlight Monday night, you know, the end of the uh, the holiday weekend like that, it, it it was something different. There was something different about the whole situation and how and and how that played out. I mean, obviously, everyone 
rightfully so, was worried about um, DeMar's life. And, and it was in a way that I don't think we've ever seen when it comes to professional sports. And the way that the broadcasters did their job and focused on DeMar's life, DeMar's family, and then the extended family when it came to the Buffalo Bills, that was that was a spectacle to see. And that was something that you wouldn't see back in the 70s, frankly, in the 80s, the 90s and 2000s. Like something changed right there. And I, I just we need to kind of talk about that because that just normally it's the show must go on. You got to play the game. And I think the NFL actually said that to, to both teams. It's time to play the game. And the teams themselves stood up and said, we are not playing this game. This is bigger than football. This is bigger than this game. We are done. And and I just want to hear your thoughts on what happened there. I'm not sure the NFL thought that way. But they there are, they, were, there they are kinda, some reports out there that, that they were. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're gonna give you five minutes and get back out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I yeah. meant. That that there were some reports that they were gonna do that. Right. Which, so which is kinda weird. <laughs> no, it's I think it's but that's course. pretty that yeah. is that yeah. is because that's exactly what you said. Back in the day this would never happen. In even five minutes, you know, it's just like they wouldn't even announce that back in the day. You might get it, but they wouldn't announce it. So yeah, yeah. I think I think we were in uncharted territory at that point, and then it just it, it goes to show you just the the humanity that has come out, and and the and the fact that you know when it, when you talk about a team, whether it's a, a team, uh, you know, in your your family, a work team, um, you know, a, a, a team of friends, a, a, a team like the teams that were playing that night. I mean, what does that really mean? And I think that they showed that a team means more than just what it, you know, what it sounds like as far as what it used to mean. Because it, it it means more than that. If your teammate is down, you have to feel there, and you could see it, the emotion on all the players, and and the and the resulting, um, you know, the, their what they decided to do at that point was, uh, I think, um, admirable and and something that really resonated with the entire country. And you could see the entire country really um, supporting not only the Buffalo Bills, but uh, DeMar's family and, and, and the whole situation at that point. And I think that uh, that was something to, to, to be said at the, you know, for, for that, to have all of that support and, and to just to watch that not only in the moment, but then the the following days and how much coverage was on the way that it that the team um, feels and the emotion and how that you know that that whole aspect of, of playing professional sports took on a new meaning. I thought at at that point, and so I, I thought that was um, you know extremely telling when it comes to how things have changed here. Uh, you know, in the last uh, you know couple of decades really because that just wouldn't have happened you know even just even a decade ago well i think the team you know the team aspect of things never changed i always think team means family especially when you grow up playing a sport you grow up in pop warner you grow up playing you know in high school things like that those you know you grew up with these kids they're your family and you, you just take that with you to the next level. College, everybody becomes your family. Get to the NFL, everybody's your family. You know what I mean? So in the 70s, 80s, and all that, I think it's the same way. But for some reason, they were able to take it, lock it up, finish the game, and then worry about, you know, even they probably worried about them when they were playing the game. And maybe it gave them more motivation. Maybe it didn't, you know. But for some reason, they kept playing the game. And this one, this one time, it didn't work like that. And it was, you know? it, to me, it was kind of, it's kind of weird because, 
I mean, it, it, I mean, you sound in in um, inconsiderate or whatever, insensitive. That to me was one of those things where, not to saying that they should have, but they could have, and and they could have because it wasn't like the hit. Like you know what I mean? Like when Stingley got it, right, was, it was a right. hit to, to the head, and and it was obvious that it, it wasn't obvious what was going on with this guy, right? And it, and nobody thought it was. I don't think anyone thought it was the hit that caused it at the time. You know what I mean? Mm. We obviously heard. You know, maybe speculating afterwards. It hit at the right time and all, all the wrong time, however mm. you want to look at it. But to me, it would have been easier to to play it off of keep playing off of that kind of injury. Even though it it was grave, you know, he obviously had to get revived and stuff on there, but because there was no immediate reaction to a hit, and it was like, holy shit, you see that hit just paralyzed him, and and that kind of gets you more scared than mm. whatever happened. It's like, well, what what happened? I mean, it, that hit it wasn't that hard or or something like that. So it wasn't it wasn't around the game. The game right. wasn't the cause of it. Well, but. Honestly, I think the players thought he died on the field, which he kind of oh, did. You know what I mean? But right, yeah. But the way they were looking, you know, just their their facial expressions, I think they honestly thought he died. Yeah. You know, he was gone. I'm trying to remember. I, I, Hank Gathers, remember him, right? The college football uh, basketball player that collapsed during the game. I'm trying to remember if they kept playing the game at the end. Um, yeah, and, and again, in most circumstances. Reggie Lewis did it too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was playing uh, basketball. Uh, he, I think it was, was a scrimmage or something. Yeah, and he ended up collapsing and dying. But yeah, did they? Did but they he had a background game? with heart issues. They don't know with this guy, right? So right. Then Hank yeah. Gathers, he got he was diagnosed actually earlier in the in the year. It was his senior year, I believe. Um, but I can't find out if if they continued the game or not. But I mean, they didn't. The the fact is is that NHL, I mean, and NFL didn't. And it ha it does have huge ramifications. Uh, we were talking earlier. Uh, the NFL did come out with some rules and 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 how they're going to go forward in regards to the playoffs and where things are going to happen, where people are going to fall, and some you know the, the biggest loser, I guess, from what you were saying is is the, is the Bengals, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, they had a chance to to be number one. Number one. Yep. Yeah, and and yeah, to that point about just the ramifications, because I I, I think um, to the decision to not play the game at that point, given what everyone was witnessing, just um, unprecedented. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as far as you you know you know seeing it on TV live like that, and broadcasters really not even knowing, uh, you know, what to do, when to go to break, what to say, what's going on. Um, it was it was just you, it, you felt like you were there and you could see the emotion on all the players' faces and I could totally understand that decision to just call it the game and and then move on. But you know, after that, just everything that happened after that seemed to a little be a little inconsistent. And I think that's what we're talking about now is what are you going to do for the rest of the season? Are you going to play the game again? Are you going to you know try and finish the game? Are you going to move move things around so that things are fair? Out of fairness, you're going to just follow the rules that you have, and I think the NFL sort of got it wrong there because I think they're playing. I mean, we, we're all there, and the, the the emotion and the support for the Buffalo Bills and for uh, Demar Hamlin and his family is just remarkable, and that's great. 
but to to then make decisions around that emotion and to decide to go against your own rules as a result of what happened here i mean that's going a little bit too far and again like in in you know in life it's just you know it's it's a little too a little too little a little too much you're you know you're trying to find that balance but i think the nfl went a little too far there because number 1 i think they could have found a way to finish this game because that would have been the most fair thing to do is you know you know again it's tough with the timing tough with moving uh, other games tough with moving schedules but if you don't do that then you follow your own rules which is to look at the winning, winning percentage. percentage yeah exactly that's how you should have did it and that and that didn't happen and so i i think the nfl got it wrong there yeah i mean cincinnati's not only is it uh the number 1 seed that they potentially could have got it was it was a little bit of a long shot because they needed uh they have to beat the Bills and then they have to hope for Kansas City to lose, mm. but now if my understanding is if they get to play um Baltimore, then it's a coin flip. It, it's going to a neutral site, you know. So that kind of sucks. Ugh, it's just that you know what I mean. You you want to be at home except for Kansas City. I mean Kansas City Buffalo play. It's the same thing. It's going to go to a neutral site. But I heard today they lost two of the three championship games in Arrowhead. Really? Yeah. So oh, that's maybe not, they don't want to play there. Who, who knows? Did. Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe they don't want to play there. And not only that, I mean, think of think of the the, the trickling effect. You have it at a neutral site, so who all the vendors and all that they gain money from that area, the, the hometown, whoever it is, loses out money from you know the the businesses and and how much money a game generates it's got to be crazy you know well, yeah you know what they should do is just pick a suck ass team and have it their venue there because they're like we never get this anyway so the extra money would be great <laughs> you know what i mean sure yeah <laughs> the bottom of the barrel of the yeah. nfl we're there once every something. 30 years if we're lucky so I, know, I know let's uh, let us host it yeah <laughs> that, that you know, especially in a warmer environment. Uh, well, some might want that's not, not like football. That. Yeah, I know. You know, outdoors I mean, on grass would be great. You know, right? That's it's true. definitely hard, and it's definitely it's going to be Lambeau Field. Well, they're going to be in the it's playoffs be, mostly. It's Soldier be Field talked about throughout the whole playoffs. Maybe Pittsburgh? not even let alone the incident itself. The the ramifications of it, meaning the teams where they are, where right. they're situated. You know, it, it, oh, we could have been. We could have been home and we might have won. We, you know, we might have won that game. Yeah. You know, we were on. We had to go on the road. This, oh my God, it's definitely going to be on and on and on. Yeah, it's going to be a battle. Yeah, I, like I said, I feel bad for Cincinnati because I think their vice president of something is actually on the board, and she wrote an email after all this went through and says, "Listen, when there's a rule change, you do it in the off season, not when things are on the line. Right. This has to be put to a vote, like a real vote, the rules right. committee or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah." Yeah, and it's like you, you can't do this. This needs to be during the offseason, which she's right. I, I, I agree. Yeah, you know? they they went too far here because we all know that uh, you know this whole situation was about Demar Hamlin, his family, the the you know Buffalo Bills. But aside from that, you have to move on, and and you have to you know do what you can in the, your decisions to be as fair as possible, and and to follow your rules and and what the process is already to to what you can do. So the least disruptive. I mean, here we are talking about uh, neutral sites and different venues and, and, you know, the coin flips. I mean, this is all, like, very disruptive to the way that, that the NFL runs and, and what they've done over the last couple of years with, with regard to the playoffs. So well, I'm not just – I just can't agree 
with exactly how we got to this point here. And it's what four days after you know this this happened. And and in reality, John, hold on ha- a second. Hamlin's speaking of disruption. My fantasy league was disrupted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon. The championship game. Oh my god. Well, being a commissioner, was it really? yeah. But anyway, go ahead, John. Well, yeah, because these guys. Well, there was the, a lot of high high profile fantasy. Well, players. the guy was down by twenty, and he had Josh Allen and Knox going. You know, so yeah. well. What, I was going to say Hamlin's health was the number one priority here. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're talking about fantasy football, so that was great. Yeah. Um, oh, but, you no, have to but, finish it. No, you listen. Have to no, it. no, no, no. Listen, I got to finish home. it. No, no. Okay, just for a second to bring it home. <laughs> Hamlin's health. Okay, but he th- here's the thing. Home. Today we learn that Hamlin was able to get off of, of life support, breathing tubes, et cetera, and talk to his family, talk to the t- his teammates. And so you have that storyline of he's doing well. It's not just that he's um, surviving and he's he's going to be possibly okay and still in, in critical condition and still in ICU. No, he's actually taking several steps forward. So you know now we can kind of look back and say it's time to move on and it's time to play the game and and it's time to just like we all have and again I think everybody not too soon everybody talks about this situation as though you know this is like unprecedented to the point where yes we've never seen it on national TV yes this is something that these players have never seen but every day in America and the world these situations happen and you know you got to put it in perspective of. You know, this is something we live with on a regular basis. And at the end of the day, it's it's emotional. It's about the person and the family. But it's also about moving on. And it's about, you know, going back to work and doing your job. And we have to, as much as you want to be a little insensitive here, I, you know, again, you call it that. You, you know, that's, that's what happened. And when you know that... Damar Hamlin is actually doing very well. It makes you a little bit easier, you know, the, the, the decision to ease a little easier to then move on and to make decisions around the right thing to do and the fairest thing to do and the least disruptive thing to do. Well, I think uh, ultimately to bring it back, I think uh, what I was going to say was to bring it to, to, to Not home. Not bringing it home? And ho- home meaning <laughs> our area. This really sucks for the Patriots. I know. This game is going to be highly. Uh, the only, yeah, the only think ca- about it. Right. Caveat or cutout yeah. would be Steve. They overhyped themselves. I don't know that's that's going to happen. <laughs> so my worry is that the Bills are going to. You know, no, that's not my DeMar, only thing. I said do it. Well, you did it. That's the only thing that made sense. No, do what about DeMar. sitting there, guys? Though, because the playoffs are next week. If if Kansas City wins, like they're probably gonna, they don't have a chance for the number right. one seed. Right. So they could just play a quarter and they sit their starters, which would be the smart thing to do. Well, that's what we're hoping. You're right. Because the Patriots have no chance of beating. I gave I mean, you two chances. A, a, a tough no, chance that, of beating yeah, Buffalo they, you know, regardless. And I, now, think, I think I gave them a two in ten chance of actually uh, winning that I gave that you game. two of them. With, <laughs> yeah. With them coming in, you know, highly. Um, I, what, they kind of made the mistake of, of and whatever you want to call it, insensitive. They should have waited to have <laughs> him first. The first time he talked to the team should have been that morning. That would have hyped oh, them up. God, oh, yeah. my God. Well, what I'm thinking is is. His parents are going to come out this week in the first week of the playoffs. Demar is going to come out. He's going to be there at the game. You know okay. what I mean? Oh my god! So that, that's, and that's yeah. going to pump him up for the it's playoffs. Keep going, yeah. yeah. Scott, you had the the greatest slogan there that we're going to. How many posters are going to go in, that we're going to see this weekend? Do it for Demar. That's going to be the the, yep. the new the new slogan out there. Let's do it for Demar, and yep. uh, and and then you know. Well, they uh, are part of those rules that you see that the teams can paint the thirty yard line, like that you can outline the third, the three. 
Right. Um, the, this, do a ceremony in the beginning. Um, they can wear the Damar. It's going to be it's going to be it's, it's going to yeah. be all over the place. Yeah, the, the the Pats have a huge challenge not only to go up against the Buffalo Bills, but to go up against this emotion. It's yes. almost like you're it's almost yes. like you're fighting the the nation or the world when it comes to this game this weekend. So and if we uh, lose, we're out. Yeah, and, I mean, and no, you no, need no, help. No, yeah, no, yeah, we that, could, you know, yeah, we, we need could, a lot of help. But you're it. probably not going to get. And, you know, and the Patriots are going to struggle in the in the playoffs, even if they make it. So yes. you know, you you kind of take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I am I am rooting for the Patriots. Of course, I they're 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 my team, and I hope they win. And and we all know Buffalo's already in, and we all know that the the Demar Hamlin story is going to continue on throughout the playoffs. And we talked about this uh, before the podcast, but it just seems like whenever you have these kind of situations, these stories, when it comes to to sports, there's always a little edge that I don't know if the league gives to to these kind of. Um, teams that are that are you know emotionally charged or or the refs kind of give a little edge there, but I, I think I think that you know the the Buffalo Bills may be destined to go to the Super Bowl. So year. you're you're saying something like the Red Sox in the the bombing on the marathon oh, in yeah. a Subway Series? Oh yeah, they're nine eleven. With it between the Mets and the Yankees, but even think nine eleven, the Patriots when they won nine eleven, yeah, the Patriots, Patriots. we're all Patriots, Patriots. yeah, yeah, Yeah. the the real all American team. Uh, There may be a little something there. So, John, I'm not just because I don't want to brush this over, but like a past podcast, you said the Patriots are going to win because they have destiny in their hands and they're not Mm going to fuck it up, right? So that's not going to happen this time. Well, things have changed dramatically since I think that, it, that I think podcast. a couple hours after that. Yes, podcast. they played the Raiders, they fumbled, and then the <laughs> yeah. next game after that. Fumbled. Yeah, it went downhill. No, really. yeah. so they ended. Not, wait, against Cincinnati, against Cincinnati, we had that one won, and nope, yeah. blew it. We're on to Cincinnati, didn't work in no. that, in that uh, circumstance. But, uh, but John's like, these Patriots own destiny in their hands. There is no way they're going to fuck this up. Yeah, they're they going to be in the playoffs. Literally. They're going to win this fucking thing. Well, they had it in their hands and they blew it with uh, probably one of the worst endings of a game you've ever seen. So now the Patriots have that. Besides the Miami in their, Miracle. In, in their belt. Hurt. I mean, that, this one was almost, this was worse, I think, because of just how ridiculous it was. Tie game, end of the, just, just fall on the ball. Instead, you're you're you know passing it around and you're you know doing things that don't make any sense, and then you actually throw it to uh, to, to the Raiders player who used to be on the Pats, yeah, Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones, and then he takes it in. Imagine being he ran that over game. he ran Stiff over Mac Jones. <laughs> Planted him. Think about that that picture right there because you know that everyone's taking pictures all the time of everything going on, right? The picture of Chandler Jones like going over. Mac Jones at that moment just running him over. That is going to be a poster that Chandler Jones signs until he, you know, is uh, eighty years old because that thing is just going to be then in in uh, you know Las Vegas lore uh, for, for their for a very long time. It's like a Jordan Dunk poster. Exactly. <laughs> it's still going to be below the uh, the Tuck rule though. So yeah, suck it. Raiders. Yes, true that, true that. <laughs> yeah, so we've talked quite a bit about the Patriots and, and the DeMar Hamlin situation, and uh, we're well past our normal sports minute and and, and beyond. So we got so much more to talk about. Well, you know, when it comes to, I think we should talk about next is the Bruins, just because they're having a season like no other. A lifetime. I mean, this is something that you don't really ever see. And I mean, I've been a Bruins fan for my whole life, and I have never seen a team be this successful at this start of the season, at this point, ever. 
and and actually, you know, the the three of us, um, you know, and and another buddy went to Raf, went to the um, went to a, went to a, a Bruins game and saw them win. And I've been to a couple other games uh, since then, and they've won each time as well. And um, I just can't believe how destined this team is to do so well, except for the fact that they are the Bruins and, you, you know, you don't want to get your hopes up too high because <laughs> anything can happen in the playoffs. And when it comes to the sort of four major, major sports, you really need to have that momentum going into the playoffs mm. because anything can happen. But we might as well enjoy it while we can. We're riding high right now because this Bruins team is just um, – remarkable right now and, and and basically what they're doing and and to host a winter classic like that at Fenway Park the history there the crowd um the day it was you know it was the you know, day after new year's on January 2nd but it was um a, a, it was a great winter classic for to, you know to see how they uh how they came out and won that game absolutely and Jake DeBrusque right he's got the the two goals that game. And then he broke his le- his femur, right? At, at one point, which he doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I forget. Just, and then you know. he, then he has a wrist injury. Now he's put on long term IR. IR. And if they don't do what the Tampa Bay Lightning did right. with that gray area with a loophole, yep, where you put him on long term IR, you could take his salary cap money, which is quite a bit, and go sign somebody. You know what I mean? And then the playoffs is game on. Right, they, so, they they need to do that if they can. Yeah, and, and, but unfortunately, they, you get nothing to trade except for more draft picks, which they don't have many of those either. No, so I mean, but they got to do. I mean, if there's a time to do it, now's the time. Now it's just you got to win now because well, it, with this season the way it's yeah, gone and and the uh, just the the play of Olmark, who's now in the oh, uh, in, do. an all star, you have to go for it right now. There's no other time to go for it. You you got to sell the farm for this year. And we can all enjoy the ride when that happens. And the reason why I say that, though, because I know what Scott's going to say. You win this year, chances are Krejci's done for good, and uh, Bergeron's probably done. So if that's the case and you don't have a farm system, it might, well, I was going to say trade Pasternak, but he's on. He's going to be a free agent anyway. So you might be able to sign and trade him, and then Marshawn, trade him. And hey, you're going to get draft picks back, because guess what? You're not going to win again for a while anyway. That would be awful. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's what you'd have to do. And yeah. trade DeBrusque. And get, you're going to get a, a shitload of uh, draft picks back, and then you could start building within. But you're going to ease the pain if you can win this year because you're going to lose a lot of players. You, you're going to. You're right. You might spend a lot of money bringing back Prostanok, but if you do, you might as well do a signing trade. Well, it's going to It's gonna hurt. That's the thing. You, uh, but you won a championship. What? The, right. What they're great. You can't have this great of a start. It's almost like a uh, – um, uh, not an omen, but a a bad thing to have such a great start because now you got to go all in and you don't want to not win it like you have like right. Patriots. You know they went eighteen and zero or whatever the fuck it was. Oh my what god, happened? yeah. What do, that, we don't even we care still, about that. I, we still, we I lost. still think about that. That's almost still every the day biggest loss in oh, god, Boston yes. sports history. Yes. Awful. Yeah. Only thing that could have topped that is the Red Sox didn't win in two thousand and four because that two thousand and three series was a heartbreaker yeah, against right. the Yankees. Right. So I mean they they're doing so so great. They need to just make sure that they close it out. Don't do, don't do, don't do with Boston dirty like that again. Yeah, I mean, in it, like it, that whole thing is like they're too old to be a dynasty anyway. Yeah, even if they all came back. Yep. So, right, you might as well just start rebuilding. 
Yeah. Trade those you, guys after you get another title, and and that gives you a few few years. You know? Now you sell the house. Yeah. You know? Well, there's something magical about this season, so I'm calling it here right now. Hot oh, take. Oh my god! Don't they're, don't they're, because you're the Patriots, they, so no, don't they, do it, please. No, no yeah, it's it's don't, it, please it. don't do it. They're All right, they're going to sell the farm, and and they're going to win. Oh my god! We can hear them, but they can't. Did you mute them? Yes, I did. <laughs> please tell me you mute them. I did. All right. All right. Back. Well, you know what I you know what I just said there. What? What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say? We're not. <laughs> we're not letting you hear it, folks. We're not letting you hear it. I All think right. they heard it the first time through my microphone, probably. You know what I just said. I don't know what you said. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. So we we can move. Hey, let's let's get re- let's get to the to the other two, two major sports. Yeah, let's no, we talked quicker. a little bit about the Red Sox and the fact that oh. the Winter Classic was played at Fenway Park. Yeah, and the big news there. Wait a minute, where's that accent, John? You missed it that time. No, it's it I comes and goes. A, I did a little bit of an R there, but um, <laughs> yeah, Fenway Park. The uh, the Red Sox <laughs> did sign. Rafael Devers uh, yes. to a to a major deal, three hundred thirty one million dollars, eleven years, and uh, he could have got more. Well, yeah, it's a hometown discount, right? No, no, no. I said they need to do more. Yeah, but that was oh, a hometown no, totally. discount. They need to. Everybody yeah. said they were supposed to start. He could have started off at three fifty anyway, so he gave the hometown deal. Well, he's young. He, he's the stud. It was uh, it was great to see that the Red Sox finally uh, came out and, and uh, decided to pay him. And he's a know, little concerning to me. I feel like he could put on a lot of weight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Once well, it gets comfortable, yeah. Yeah. he could turn into the next well, uh, Pablo Sandoval or Prince Fielder, or put, he, on, put on that weight and big, 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 big poppy at that point. I, I heard that he is the seventh heaviest third baseman in Major League Baseball history. Really? Seventh heaviest in history of baseball. Wasn't Panda a third baseman? Yeah. yeah well, Sandoval, yeah. Yeah. well yeah. he was. He was uh, in front of. He's one of them. Seventh. Yeah. He's he one was, of them. He's probably the fourth or something. Yeah, he might have been higher than that. Mm. But you're right. Th- Three hundred thirty-one million. Great contract, and he could have got more. But for a third baseman, this is the highest contract in Major League Baseball's history. So, you know, kudos for the Red Sox and for Rafael Devers and for all the fans for getting it done. And quick story when it comes to the Winter Classic, a kid went in there with his dad to watch the Winter Classic. And he had a sign that said, uh, pay Devers, you know, just a little sign. It wasn't even that big. And the uh, security guards at Fenway Park for the Winter Classic took it away from him. And it's like, why would you take away the little kid? I mean, it, it wasn't that big a deal. But that's that's the kind of uh, pressure that these guys have when it comes to just making sure that these signs don't, uh, don't interfere with, uh, you know, the the ownership well, of uh, what goes on. There. That one guy was out in the ballpark. Like outside, and John Henry came out and he was walking right, into the right. stadium and he yells, Henry, pay Devers. He's worth it. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. And yeah, it's yeah. like, and it, yeah. next thing you know, two days later, the guy, I mean, they were like a million miles apart. I think John Henry's like, I'm losing him. Just get it done. Mm. Get it done. We need to sign somebody. Right. So, right. And you're, you're losing your fans. I mean, yeah, no, look, I, look at how few people went to a lot of the Red Sox games no sell, last, uh, last you know, year. So, the sellouts weren't there anymore. So, nope. they're not breaking records like they used e- to. Exactly. And who's yeah. there to see? Right. Chris Sale? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, he won't be there he gets much hurt. longer. No, no he's right. going to get traded. Exactly. I don't know what you're going to get for him, but he's going to get traded. All right. Moving on to the yeah. Celtics. Another a sports. Uh, club here in Boston that is doing remarkably well for this, you know, I think they're still first, right, in the yes. uh, all of NBA? Um, no, I don't know. all of NBA. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think they may have lost it, depends, it as of late. Depends what happened in Milwaukee, right? Yeah. 
No, no, we're still ahead of. But I, even on the under. All of NBA, oh maybe, yeah, probably the I mean, conference. We're first in our conference for sure. The but Nuggets aren't up. They we were the best team in the NBA. Take a look, uh, Scott. I'm gonna know, take a look. A couple years ago, but yeah, they had that huge loss against Oklahoma the other night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, geez. they let up 150 points. Yes. I mean, 150. That no defense. Marcus Smart got booted, and then he got fined for saying something stupid to the ref. So they had 27 and 12. The Nuggets and Grizzlies are 25 and 13. So yeah, we are still a game and a half, and the Bucks, are, the Bucks and the Nets. Who, the Nets are surprising with how right. far they've come right. up, um, and they're dangerous. That's a dangerous team, the Nets. The talented, and you know, we saw all the turmoil that happened there over the past couple of years, and yeah. yet if they pull it together, then they're a formidable team. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's his name? Uh, is he playing now full time? The guy they picked up from Philly, Simmons, right? Is it Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons. Yeah, I believe he is. Yeah. Well, he was, was I think that was part of the yeah. I mean, the did equation. I say some, they're surprising? No, they're, they shouldn't be surprising because they the surprising team is the Cavaliers, right? They, yeah, they but the Bucks, young, yeah, the Nets, Nets barely made the playoffs last year, so right. it's a little surprising. But they have the, the talent that yes. they should should yeah. be up there. But yeah, yeah the Celtics yeah. are still number one. Um, as long as they're they they look like they go on a couple, you know, uh, a ride and then they lose a couple. As long as they stay consistent. What like was Oklahoma? That, what was it? What's their record? Oklahoma yeah. is. Uh, they're down there, no? Oh, I don't know. Thunder is yeah. 16 and 22. Jeez, it, it, that's the thing. I mean, look, at they just played Dallas, and they beat Dallas pretty handily. So it's like they, they don't care about the lower teams, the lower echelon teams, but they play. Yeah, they got oh. blown out by the Nuggets, though. Didn't they get blown out? Oh, oh they came they, back. They yeah. came back, and but they, they ended up losing to the Nuggets. Right. But Oklahoma, I mean, they just got blown out. Yeah. So it's almost like. They don't care about the lower echelon, but they play just about every great team hard as possible, and they come out victorious. Right, you know? they get it up for those big games, and, and you have to stand on their heads because they are the best team in the NBA. You're going to get the best from all from every team that you that you show up, and and give kudos to OKC because they were remarkable. I mean, you looked at that what happened, some of the highlights, and they were flying around the court. And they were hitting all their shots, and it was like, you know, they couldn't miss. And it was just one of those games. Yeah, I forget what's his name. I think he's the best player. He wasn't even playing that game. Well, they're on the West Coast, too, because yeah. they're playing the Spurs next. Yep. So we'll see what happens. They don't usually do good on the West Coast, do they? Uh, As of late? Well, I, what was it? I know, like, uh, Texas, they were having problems in Texas until they hit Dallas, but. And they lost to Golden State. So, right. yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, it's going to be a fun year again, but, though. Yeah. But on Scott's point, you know, this is a team that I feel is starting too hot and may not be able to keep it is the Celtics. I, I have more faith in the Bruins than I do the Celtics. Yes. Yes. You know, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Well, that's what I think people have been saying that, and hopefully it continues the way it is, but people are saying that they can't, they can't maintain the, the hot hand that they've had because it's not only, it's not only, uh, um, uh, the two, the two hot shots there, Tatum but, and Brown. Yeah, but they, they've been having games, you know, great games from Horford, Horford, Smart, Martin, one here, Smart, one yeah. there, one there, and that's what they need to do. And that's what they continue. They well, can't, the two Williams. Yes, they can't suck all at once. Right, right, right. And, and it, well, they fit. You know, the best part about them is they fixed the weakest spot last year was the bench. Mm -hmm. And Udoka hated playing bench players. Hated playing bench players. So now, uh, what's the coach now? Mont uh, uh, what is his name? He's the Thailand guy. Begins with an M. 
But he likes to play the bench. He'll throw the bench in there. Give everybody a break. They they look like they never even missed a step, which is remarkable. Who's that? The, the Celtics with the the coach cho- coaching issue that they had. That's I, I'm I'm still. I don't know this guy, the coach. I don't know who he is or anything, but Manzi. obviously he's got to be a good name? coach. They got not Manzi, but damn, I can't think of it. I hear it all the time too. You know how long it took me to get Joe Udoka? Mazzula? Yeah, Missoula. You know how long it took me to get. Udoka down? Yep. I couldn't fucking remember his name to save my life. It took me, I don't know, probably the last game of the season. Finally remember it. <laughs> Pronounce it the right you way. Know? Udoka. When I was a kid, what's his name there? Uh, John McNamara. Remember him? I used to call him John Mac. No, I can't remember how I said it. It was so long ago when I was a kid. McNamara? <laughs> or something McNamara. like that? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's not easy to say. No, but... I could get that one down. It didn't take me long. Missoula is pretty easy, though. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I just got to say it over my head a few times, you know. But again, it's you know you weren't thinking the Celtics were going to be this good, so I wasn't really paying attention too much. Did but you, did you see? So they have a, a good coaching staff. Today. They had who was a uh, Damon Stoudemire? Yes, he's on there. Yeah, he was in there. He yeah. was the head coach for a game or two. Yeah, well, because uh, Manzula. Yep. He, uh, something happened. Was he sick or he had some kind of family thing he had to take care of? I'm not sure. So Stoudemire came I didn't even know the he gap. was on the staff until I'm like, what the hell? Well, he was up for the head coach and they thought the player was going to be mad because they wanted a player as a coach. Yeah. You know, so, but everybody came around this guy and said, yep, let's do it. No, that's, that's a testament to, to the organization as a whole, I think, really, yeah. to be honest with you. Absolutely. You know, the team and, and I'm surprised that the team has been able to hold it together, but. Hey, knock on wood, they're looking, they're looking good. So, and Brad Stevens, Jesus, as a GM, I think he found his groove. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That you that uh, that was a good fit for Stevens and the organization. And well, his first trade. Yeah. And you're bringing Al Horford back. Right. What a move. Yeah. You know nice. what I mean? That was huge. Bringing that defensive mindset back to the Celtics. You know, Marcus Smart was trying to do it, but yep. Obviously, can't do it by yourself. You and, need that veteran. And then they got that Robert Williams. And Robert Williams is back. It's time has, Lord. Yes. Yeah. Now, he just needs to stay healthy. Yep. You know, and then you have Grant Williams coming off the bench, being a machine. So it's great. All right, guys. Anything else to add? No, it's going to be a, a fun year this year, especially heading in uh, to the winter and the spring with, with the sports teams doing so well and uh, looking forward to it. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. We love you, and we can't wait uh, for 2023. we got a lot planned. Yes, and uh, the ultimate producer, Steve, I'm sure, has coming up with some ideas on where we need to take the uh, Never Stop Getting It podcast. Uh, how's the, uh, the, the outerwear sweatshirts? They coming along? We're gonna have some of those, no? Yes, we got we got some coming. Yeah, but you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so we're gonna we're gonna have some attire. We got we still got hats out there. We got brand new hats, and and we got to get those out there. But yeah, um, we'll, some we'll giveaways get, or something. We'll get them out there and get see what we can do. All right, guys. You know, of of course, never stop getting, especially Patriots. We need this win, baby. We need it. We need you to get back to the playoffs one more time before maybe potential Brady come back. Oh, stop it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, conspiracy theory going on. Yep. There. Well, John was all about it the last episode. No, I mean, look I, back I would and love listen. It. No, I'd love it. It's just that, yeah. you know, as of late, it's not going to happen. He's he's looking to take the Bucks back to the to the Super Bowl here, but he's got the same record as the Patriots, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, so, you know, he plays in the NFC. He's got so. more potential. 
All right. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Very well. Happy New Year, and we love you. Never right. stop getting it. Adios. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Never Stop Getting It podcast. And join the community on Facebook, Never Stop Getting It, and Twitter at Never Stop Getting It. And of course, NeverStopGettingIt.com.